0: It's The List strong. and your Boy at
1: Fightful.com. Fightful.com. With
0: Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. They're on fire. Boom, shaka 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. This is September 28th, 2022. It's List and your Boy on Fightful Wrestling. Glad to have you here. Leave us a thumbs up if you are uh, watching. Donate a Super Chat or a Humper Chat to get your question or statement read on the air. If you don't know what those are, that's how you leave us questions, leave us statements. If you go to HumperChats.com, uh, you can leave them before we go on the air. So for tonight's post-AEW show, for example. But uh, while you're here, we're going to talk about all the, the top wrestling topics of the week over on Fightful Select. We just posted news of uh Saraya's Soraya, I don't know if I know how to even pronounce it. Saraya no Saraya. Saraya's Soraya. yeah. deal with AEW. So glad to see her back in the fold. Uh we've got uh the uh contract length over there. But Jimmy, how you doing?
1: Doing good, Sean Rossap. The the first thing I want to say right out of the shoot is I want to send well wishes to the people in Florida. Absolutely. that are dealing dealing with hurricane Ian. My wife's got family in Tampa and in Orlando and they are bracing for it right now. So, uh, my thoughts, uh, are with everyone dealing with it. Hopefully everybody can stay safe and, uh, hopefully the damage is minimal. You know? That's yeah. You it,
0: a lot of people uh, in rough positions reach out to a lot of my friends there. I saw, I mean, some of them were sending me pictures of them at home Depot buying boards and all that type of stuff. And, um, our friend Jesse the buck guy has been kind of chronicling her stuff like as they prepare and sending our love guys uh please stay safe please be careful this is a, you know a very scary situation yep obviously
1: all right let's start off by talking about Malachi black uh so it was back on September 18th that he posted a written statement on instagram and then yesterday morning September 27th he posted a video statement on Instagram live. Uh, and he took aim at these supposed dirt sheets saying that they are quote, creating things that are not there. And that led to you getting some criticism and FIFA got some criticism. And so I wanted to set the record straight on. a couple well, of points. Admittedly,
0: I do want to say straight off the hasty tweet that I posted in response to that before I even watched the video led to plenty of the criticism and that I, I understand, but I'll, I'll address that all sort of after this.
1: Yeah, and and Sean did not ask me to do this, by the way. Like Sean didn't come to me and say, Hey, I want to talk about the Malachi Black thing. I'm the one that wanted to do it because I just wanted to set the record straight. I wanted to
0: very much not talk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just I just there's a couple of points that I want to set the record straight on in your defense and in Fifel's defense. And if I'm being honest, you know, Malachi Black said some contradictory things that that he should be held accountable for, if I'm being honest. And so I,
0: I don't, I don't even care if he's held accountable for him. Like, uh, I'll, I'll explain briefly, but th-
1: th- yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm not going to talk about the mental health stuff, and I'm not going to talk about the marriage stuff because that's his business. I'm going to talk about two points. The first one is his contract. Uh, now, here is a quote from the video statement, and again, he was targeting wrestling writers. Uh, with this, with this statement, he said, "Quote: If you can't even get the years of my contract right, which is a very minuscule detail, then how are people expecting that these guys know very intimate and private detail in regards to my private business? Our contracts are not five years. Our contracts have never been five years. Like again, this is bullshit. It's all lies. So I wanted to make it clear. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You did not break." a story about the terms of his contract the per the person who did the person who went public with it was Tony Khan on busted open radio on July 27th, 2022. And here's a quote from Tony, uh, Tony Khan on busted open radio. He said, Malachi black has got almost five years left on his deal. I wouldn't expect to see him going anywhere anytime soon. And so that's the first point that I wanted to bring up. If, if Malachi black has a problem with his contract being talked about publicly, I think he should call his boss.
0: Yeah, um, I, had, was, I had no clue how long his contract was or anything like that. In my head, I would have assumed three years, but that would have been an assumption. And I wouldn't have even like answered that publicly. I'd be like, you know, I, I don't know. So I, I don't have an answer. But until Tony said it, I had no earthly clue of the length of his deal.
1: Right. And I don't believe anybody else did either. I believe Tony was the one that right. was public with that information back in July. The other topic is the the talk about his release. And he went off in the video statement about the conditional release story, which he said is false. You didn't break that story uh, about a conditional release. I believe Dave Meltzer
0: did. I had had details around it. And what I was told by talent and some people high up is that he would be able to work indies if he wanted to, but they were not going to release him to work WWE. And if he wanted to come back at any time, he would have been more than... Like, welcome to, and the deal would just kind of keep going. So he'd be, a, he would have been able to work indies. That was what I was told. Um, I, I have even since that video, people have reached out to me to tell me that that's what happened and that's how they considered it a conditional release. Like, you can go do whatever you want, you don't have to come on Wednesdays, but we're not going to let you go to WWE type of thing,
1: right? Well, uh, you did report, I believe, that he had asked for his release, correct. Uh, and, uh, you had said that you had seen a text message from a WWE talent where black said that he wished that he was there multiple now in his video statement, he tried to downplay the whole release thing. Like he tried to downplay the whole thing. He said he was just taking time off. He said, he's going to be back in, in AEW. And here's a, du- a direct quote from the video statement on this. Uh, and again, he's kind of uh, shitting on the, the dirt sheets. He said, there's no conspiracy to this. Just taking some time off. All right. I'll see you guys soon take care of yourself. Stop believing any other narrative. Now I've debunked it. There's nothing going on. Don't believe these people. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. Everything is fine. You'll see me right back with AEW pretty soon. But here's the thing in his written statement that he posted on September 18th, which you can still see on his Instagram, he wrote, and I quote, I did indeed ask for my release. And then he added, quote, this decision had been in my mind for the past six months. And so those that have been critical of you, critical of Fightful, there was no irresponsible journalism here. Like you did not report anything that was not truthful. And so that's why I wanted to comment on these two points from his video statement, because quite frankly, he was wrong on those two counts. That's why I wanted to bring those up.
0: And I, when I had, so I had heard about the video immediately afterwards and I want to explain. And first off, I want to apologize for one thing, the hasty tweet that I posted before I saw the video. And right after I heard about it, that was wrong. It wasn't fair. And it was stupid. And uh, I apologize for that. And that's me saying, oh, maybe I should pull the receipts of him telling people in WWE he wanted to be there. That existed. It happened. And then I started to watch the video and I was like, man, this is teetering into mental health stuff. I, that that shouldn't be up. That's not fair. That's not fair to do. It's not fair for me to do. Uh, He did ask for his release. That happened. He said that he did. Yep. Um, That's what we had reported. And in fact, on Monday, I even posted a fightful select report and said it on the show. I expect he and Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews back in AEW. Like we we even reported that. So that was what was confusing to me is that he he I got updated information on a situation that was rapidly changing um and updated our information with that. Now I'm going to explain why I was so defensive. Um, So last year after his release, uh, and it was around the time that Zelina had come back, he did a stream and he, I don't want, it wasn't like this. It wasn't about mental health. And I, I want to make this clear. Fightful has never, will never report on somebody's mental health, their personal illness, their pregnancy, or anything like that unless it's like an Us Weekly type of thing where somebody says, hey, I'd like for you to break the news of our pregnancy or our wedding or something like that. That is their business. It will always be their business. You will not see a post on Fightful, Fightful Select about that or unless they're talking about it on the record and they're sharing those struggles or something like that. Um, but after that release and Zelina coming back, I had, you know, I had reported on... Zelina's release, what led up to it, what happened, uh, and then her return. I reported, unfortunately, had to report Malachi's release, which is a a huge bummer because he's one of my favorite performers. Uh, I had also reported that he had a 30-day non-compete as opposed to a 90 and that he was coming to AEW. So all that stuff was accurate, but there was a stream in which we got like buried big time. I think he even named us. And then he named a bunch of things that, like that said that we weren't reliable. And I was like, well, we had reported all this stuff accurately. Like every single bit of this that he was complaining about was accurate, including something that, that was said like could have gotten Zelina in trouble, which was her being back at the performance center. Well, when I heard that I was reaching out to a higher up in WDB and I was like, Hey, I hope I didn't get anybody in trouble by reporting this. And the higher up in WDB said, no, absolutely not she walked into the performance center in front of a hundred people with a camera crew. We expected that to get like, that's going to get out. We we're aware that that information is going to get out. So, you know, I tumultuous time in a person's life, like whatever that happens, not everybody is going to like you at all. Uh, so and that's, that's just the role I'm in.
1: Yeah. And again, and, I'm not, and I'm not trying to crap on Malachi black at all. I'm all, I'm well, saying I want to,
0: I want to expand a little okay, bit. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure there was an interview that was done and I was told that right after the interview went off the air by a person that I really like and respect that he started to say, say some things about me, including saying that I said some pretty horrible things that you know what they are. And I would, you know, that I would not only would I never say publicly, I would never say privately or think privately. And honestly, it was, it was pretty hurtful to me personally to hear that. Um, because I don't know if it was honest. I don't know if it was just, you know, something that maybe they heard and believed, but it was something that was particularly hurtful to me. And I was like, well, regardless of that, I'm going to reach out to him. And that person even tried to put me in touch. Didn't happen, but I did make that effort. Um, And I've never talked about this before, but I did make that effort. And you know what? Nobody owes me that either. But still got to cover the news. Still got to cover all that. We have to cover contract stuff. That's just the nature of it. Um, that's that's a big part of wrestling business. Mental health is not something I'm willing to cover. That's that that isn't. Um, I I will say that after the video, uh, somebody in AEW reached out to me, and they had indicated that it wasn't even particularly about me that the the video was about. But I was like, well, I mean, I, I can't say that specifically. Like, I can't take take that as what it was because you know who knows there's a lot of like misinformation going around who would even know but i even did say put me in touch with him i'll talk to him call him fly out to talk to him doesn't matter but uh mental and and that person also said i know firsthand that the mental health of the performers in wrestling is important to you because people have talked to them about it and it is and that that was, I think, probably the most bothersome thing to me when I watched that was I do care about the mental health of these performers, um, above all else. I mean, there there have been multiple wrestlers that have said that I intentionally kept their personal stuff under wraps. And I, I was trying to do that here, too, because it's not my business. Like, it ain't my business. And I shouldn't have tweeted that hastily before I watched the video, and I feel very bad about that. Um, I mean... And, and getting criticism for that is completely just and understandable, and I should get criticism for it. Harassment, I wouldn't go that far. Like, there's there have been, like, site-wide efforts to do that, to where, like, I blocked, like, hundreds of people since then. Hey, there's going to be some that are like, well, fuck you. You had it coming, and I get it. I do get it. But also, you can't say that you're doing this on behalf of somebody else's mental health if you're doing that, if you're coordinating, like, Harassment and things like that. I, I felt like, yes, there was some misinformation there. But we, we still have to cover wrestling news. And that's what we're going to continue to do. I've got no ill will towards the guy regardless. Um, again, he remains one of my favorite performers. I really admire his work. But um, I shouldn't have tweeted that in a hasty manner. I'm sorry that I did. And I feel really bad for it. And uh, it had, I mean, just the last week in general has been tough on me, completely separate of this. And it's put a lot of things of how I conduct myself on social media in perspective. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's a situation that I wish I could speak directly with him about and straighten out some misconceptions and all that, but I'm confident in our reporting. I think our reporting was responsible. I think that it was reasonable and I think that it was fair. And again, At Fightful, you will never see us reporting on the personal details of stuff like that. And as I've always said, you could argue that none of this stuff is our business. And I get that. You could argue that contracts aren't our business and all that stuff. But, man, go look at sports. It's all over the place. At the same time, you could say, well, a sports writer would conduct themselves a lot more professionally than you do. And you're right. Uh, I understand that as well. Uh, there can be many things true at the same time. But um, yeah, I just I just wanted to clarify those things and uh, explaining why I was so defensive and there being an excuse for it isn't the same thing. There wasn't an excuse for it and isn't, but I'm explaining why I was defensive in that particular case. It felt like here we go again type of thing.
1: And again, I, I am not trying to crap on Malachi Black. I just think that you know, we got to be honest about the points that he talked about, especially sure. when, when you or FIFA as, as a result of that statement, get criticized saying, oh, you were, you were wrong about his contract when it wasn't reported by FIFL. Or, yeah, oh, that wasn't honest." Was know Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule.
2: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify.
1: Uh, now kind of a similar uh, question that I wanted to ask you about, and you already addressed it with, uh, with Buddy Matthews, there were rumors over the last week or so about the supposed unhappiness, you know dare mm-hmm. I say mass exodus about to happen in the AW locker room, whether it be Malachi or Buddy Matthews or Andrade, Is this much ado about nothing? or do you think where there's smoke there's
0: fire? I, I don't think it was much ado about nothing before. But I think it it is a lot more now. I've I've heard a lot of great things about the AEW locker room over the last month, specifically on FightfulSelect.com. We had even reported that one person, one veteran, said "addition by subtraction." Now they wouldn't expand on that and say, "Well, who is it?" There's there's a lot of people missing from that locker room right now. So you could assume, oh well, it's the punk or it's punk or the Bucks or somebody. But there's a lot of people missing right now from that locker room that are injured or sidelined. And uh, I heard a specific turning point was the Moxley, Jericho, Brian Danielson talent meeting. Now, it's one thing when you get people and you bring them up one by one and you go, don't leak things to the sheets. Unfortunately for them, we've got a hundred contacts across, just on the roster across the top three companies in America. Stuff's going to get out. It's always going to get out. Tony Khan grew up on newsletters. He knows the drill. He, he's in contact with us a lot as well. So, I mean, like, they're aware that this is going to happen. But when Moxley, Jericho, and Brian Danielson, three days after a guy went up, buried the company, and said, these people haven't been anywhere or done anything, well, when Moxley, Jericho, and Brian Danielson hold a talent meeting, where haven't they been? What haven't they done? They've been to the top of AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, WWE, WrestleMania. They've, like, closed WrestleManias and, and had main events so that was a big turning point for me I heard there was another talent meeting last week that was more of like a pep talk don't know who spoke at it but it seems like they're becoming more regular and I'm hearing really positive things about the locker room the, the running joke Jimmy used to be like the the biggest controversy in the AW locker room was who had like a green text bubble who had like the android and who had the iPhone type of thing and it's almost like it switched. And when Triple H took over, boy, there were a lot of excited people in in WWE. And I, I'm happy. Is it good business sometimes and things are tumultuous for us? Yeah, but I wish it was positive. I wish we could get those same subscription just by like, hey, this meeting happened. It was good. This person signed this contract. This person comes in, is coming in. I've got stories coming this week about uh, some how some of the new hires are really well-regarded within WWE. So um, I would much rather hear about a happy locker room than a tumultuous one.
1: Yeah, well, kind of on the heels of that, I guess, Dave Meltzer reported that AEW is not granting any requests for release Correct. and Tony Khan is going to make talent stick to their uh, contractual commitment. I personally don't have a problem with that. I mean, that's, that's his prerogative. The talent signed the contract, they're getting paid. The only thing I will say though, and this is something that you know the 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 wrestling you know fan base or maybe AEW fan base should take note. If you're gonna shit on WWE for not releasing Ali, you can't then defend AEW for not sure. releasing talent. But as, as far I as think all current, that, I think
0: all that's dumb anyway, when people are like keep the same energy about it's like, okay, sure, but it's such a moot point because it's been so inconsistent all the way through. Like AEW has let people go and retire. There's also the, the element that AEW sees contracts through.
1: That's right. And right. they.
0: I I, can't, I remember one wrestler telling me they effectively had a 90-day contract because it could be cut at any time. Yep. Uh, and who knows how this regime will handle it, Jimmy? Because I haven't heard of anybody asking for their release yet in WWE. So I think it's a little bit more fair to judge like how WWE handles it moving forward because maybe they'll be like, go, go on. I can tell you that there were people high up in a W that were like, let him go. If he, if, if it'll make him happier, let him go. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think having a former worker heading up the company helps a lot too, because sure. you know, Bret Hart, you remember in that documentary, Bret Hart said that he thought Vince man looked at wrestlers like racehorses, And then eventually when they can't race anymore, then you take them behind the barn and you shoot them. Hunter was a elite worker for years. He he looks at it differently. So I, I I do think that he would probably want to see them through unless they do something that deserves a release, you know? So, all right, let's, let's pivot and talk about something positive. The white rabbit, Sean Ross at Oh boy. (laughs) I cannot remember the last time that a wrestling angle. And should I, I want to make sure I make that clear a wrestling angle, not real life backstage drama. I can't remember the last time a wrestling angle generated this kind of buzz and this kind of interest with the QR codes and with the theories and everything. Certainly looks like it's going to be Bray Wyatt. What are your thoughts in terms of when he will resurface? Do you think maybe Extreme Rules? Do you think maybe the Raw after Extreme Rules? What do you think about that?
0: Gosh, um, I think I would say Extreme Rules. I, I, that's what I'm 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 thinking. But again, I want to clap, say it's not a report. It's supposed to be Bray. I mean, that's as far as when he's coming back, it's not supposed to be a report, but I've been told it was, it was Bray for a while now. And like, if it's anybody else, it's a disappointment because I think I said Monday, unless it happens to be Malachi, it's a disappointment. Cause if you yank somebody over from AEW, well, okay, that's a big one. But he straight up said, not me, bro. Uh, I'm still hanging around. It's Bray Wyatt. It's going to be Bray Wyatt. If it's not Bray Wyatt, oh my God. Yeah, Corbin, right?
1: Corbin, Kentucky? Can you imagine?
0: (laughs) So um, I've got some insight on that that I can't necessarily share, but there was a reason that was done and it's not related to it being Bray, but there's like White Rabbit Records there. There's a a Wyndham Corbin Hotel there. There are an awful lot of things. um, they're, They're... they're creating a lot of great buzz for this. It's a very smart thing. Cause some of my favorite things were the the Jericho countdown in 99 and the the Save Us Y2J stuff. Like, oh my God, it was so brilliant the way that they did that. And then when Jericho came out as that thing winded down or wound down, it was it was an amazing moment. And everybody knew it was gonna be him. I think realistically now everybody knows it's going to be Bray Wyatt yeah. and they are, they are conjuring up more than an appropriate level of, of heat for this and hope to God they make it good creatively. Cause this guy has had like four or five really good character ideas and they screwed them all up. And by they, I mean, WWE higher ups.
1: Well, they have, they provided such intricate detail. Like, they put so much thought into yeah. this. Even the fact that the first five letters of the Hangman game spelled demon. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are so, so many little details. What do you know about the crafting of this whole thing? Because Ryan Katz is reportedly back in WWE. Gabe Sapolsky is reportedly back in WWE. In NXT, they did QR code stuff in the past.
0: I think they got some pro help for this. I think they went out and they got some professional, like, some, some outside help for this. Uh, I don't think this is all like the mind of Bray Wyatt. I'm sure he contributes. But I think that also a lot of these are being used to just not even tease because nobody thinks it's Baron Corbin. Nobody thinks it's Baron Corbin. But to be like nanny, nanny, boo-boo, stick your head in doo-doo, figure it out yourself type of thing. Like, I, I like that to make you go, but could it be? Because, you know, WWE traditionally has – has uh, <laughs> They've loved to play off of their own criticisms, which I think is smart. Uh, Now, granted, you shouldn't give people those criticisms to reinforce. Like you shouldn't be able to, for example, when Carmella came out to face Bianca last year. Yes. People went, oh, I love Carmella as a performer. I think she's great. I think she's funny. I think she's solid in the ring. But I was like, again? And then they swerved us by bringing out Becky. And we're all like, oh, yay, they didn't do the crappy booking thing. Then they did a crappy booking thing right after. But I don't think you should reinforce those <laughs> sort of criticisms. But um, I think that they're doing a good job playing off of that and being like, could it be Cross? Could it be one of these people that it shouldn't be? Would they do this? And before, yes, they would. Now, I don't think so.
1: Well, they're letting the audience figure it out for themselves. You know, I mean, and, yeah. and they they realize with the Internet, people are going to figure shit out, like like playing the music at live events and stuff like that. And it's working because SmackDown last Friday with the 923 teas did big mm-hmm. numbers, 2.535 million viewers, a 0.63 rating in the key demo, which blew away everything on television. So I I want to see more stuff like this, more subtle creativity, but I just don't want them to overdo it, especially with something like a QR code, because you're going to burn it out if you do. But uh it's oh, it'll, really be, on, fresh I it'll be I think it'll be
0: on there. It'll be on there every week until he debuts.
1: Sure, sure. But I mean, once the Bray thing is out of the way then don't do another one with QR codes sure. like two weeks later. You know sure. what I mean? So, yeah. Otherwise I think it's quite fascinating and AEW, I really hope that they don't decide to piggyback off of this with QR codes because their devoted audience will defend them, but prospective new fans will shit on them. They need to just kind of let it marinate for a while. But,
0: uh, I think it's awesome, man. I think it's a, I think it's a really, really great idea. I do too. I think it's so brilliant of them to do that. Mm-hmm. Almost as brilliant is using NordVPN.com slash Fightful. 70% off your NordVPN plan. Maybe that wasn't enough for you. Maybe that wasn't enough. Well, how about this? How about four additional months free and a 30-day money-back guarantee when you use NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Change your virtual location with just one click by using NordVPN.com slash Fightful on any of your devices. Maybe you want a pass, maybe you want a locker, maybe you want a VPN, or all three or two of the three. They have incredible tier selections for you to choose from at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers, block malware, and annoying pop-up ads, and get access to all your favorite content at a much more affordable rate by subscribing to overseas services when you change that virtual location. With just one click, browse safely, securely when you're traveling. I got to go to Cleveland. I don't trust anything there, especially the internet. So I'm going to be firing up NordVPN.com/slash-fightful. Got Toronto in a couple weeks. Well, that changes uh, geo-blocking situations for me and the shows that I watch, football things like that. I'll have NordVPN.com/slash-fightful on my uh, Surface Pro. I'll be good to go. You will too. Check it out, guys. You got nothing to lose here. Also, hit me up on Twitter. Let me know that you're using NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Truly love it. Use it every day.
1: I talked about SmackDown numbers. AEW's been doing well, too. And I know that their haters are going to try to spin this and say, well, Grand Slam did worse
0: than Dynamite the previous week. Second time ever, they've done five straight weeks over a million. The first time was leading up to Punk and then Punk coming back. So these are incredible numbers. And they did it without Punk, without Kenny Omega, without the Young Bucks. So
1: they're doing just fine. But I want to ask you about Soraya. Do you Mm -hmm. know if the plan is for her to wrestle?
0: So, not to undermine the fightfulselect.com report, please subscribe for just five dollars. But I'm not publishing the money amount I heard, but the money amount that I heard would certainly indicate that they planned for her to do something like that. Yeah. Unless, unless they're bringing her in to run the whole damn division or something like (laughs) that. Like, yeah.
1: Is she, she's not cleared.
0: I, I don't have an answer to that. Okay, I do
1: not know. Okay, okay. I don't know. I, I couldn't help but notice, and again, it, it could have meant nothing, but I couldn't help but notice that there was no physicality. You know, sure. she came out and Britt took off, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything.
0: Sting but, wasn't uh, cleared at one point. Brian yeah. Danielson wasn't. Christian wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, anything can happen.
1: All right, so last night, I'm sitting on the couch with my wife, and she says, hey, The Rock is going to be in Toronto on October 13th promoting Black Adam. He's coming to see me. Yeah, he's come to see you, and I sat there and I thought to myself, October 13th, October ter- 13th, that sounds kind of familiar. And so I looked it up, and sure enough, AEW is going to be in town for Dynamite on the 12th. Sean R. Sap's going to be in town for that. Uh, AEW is going to be taping Rampage on the 13th. The Rock's going to be on AEW, right? So, so it's funny. So, I posted on Twitter as a joke, I said, I can't wait for the tweet saying rocks in Toronto at the same time that AEW is in Toronto. Yeah. I was too late. Cause some of the websites that I told you about, they had already tweeted
0: that exact same thing. I'd love uh, to get on that, that press list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's doing the thing at uh, the rec room. So maybe the you can uh, enter the win, I, Sean, enter to yeah, win. Can
0: I, I got kicked out yeah. of there because no, one of you your can. employees, one of Jimmy's employees got us kicked out of the rec room for leaning on pool tables one time. So I know what people are going to, are going to think. So
1: I just want to say this. There is zero chance that the rock is going to walk down the
0: aisle. I wouldn't at, say zero. I'd say that, 0.5% chance.
1: 0.01% chance that the rock is going to walk down the aisle yeah. at the Coca-Cola Coliseum on AEW. <laughs> Dynamite. But I do want to say this. Could though. you imagine finally? Yeah. On, <laughs> at the Coca-Cola
0: Coliseum.
1: Right. 4,000 people. Yeah, you never been there. I do no. I he probably. I don't know because they, oh, be they used to Come be Rico. They used to be Rico. I don't know, but uh I do want to say this though: the distributor for Black Adam happens to be Warner Brothers, and yeah. so they might do ad spots on AEW TV. They might yeah. because because they're distributing it. No chance that The Rock is going to walk down the aisle at uh, at AEW Dynamite, and so before people start getting all you know hot and bothered, saying Rock's going to be on Dynamite, ah. Uh-uh. It's not going to happen, but they he's might never, do it. They might do an ad spot.
0: He's never been to the Coca Cola Coliseum. I just looked it up, or at least well, they, never wrestled there.
1: It used to be Rico. Did he ever wrestle at Rico Coliseum?
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: okay, let me, no, actually,
0: let me look. Let me because
1: they R I C O H because they did WWE live events and they still do. Okay. They've been doing them for years. Okay, let me see. I'm curious. Nope. Nope.
0: No Rico Coliseum. No, uh, he, they did. He's done the Sky Dome a ton. Jesus yeah, Sky Dome. Christ. Air Canada My Center. god. Yeah. He yeah, is yeah. he done that one like like 15 times. But no Unreal. no Rico. The okay. is it uh it's what was the Air Canada Center? That's the one where the Raptors play, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So yeah, he's yeah. done the Air Canada Center uh like four or five times and the Sky Dome like twelve
1: times. Okay. Because wrestling was hotter back then. Okay. Did I tell you that I once went to a house show at Rico slash Coca-Cola and my wife got a picture of, I believe it was Seth Rollins crotch. (laughs) No. Did I tell you that the shield (laughs) happened to come down right next to us where we were sitting. And so like Roman Reigns was, you know, three inches from my face. And so my wife takes her camera, goes like this picture of Seth Rollins crotch. So there you go. Uh,
0: We we got some super chats, chats. Connor saying, sorry to treat that tweet about a loved one. Hope all is well. Best to you and your family. I appreciate that. Um, didn't feel like really even posting anything about that after that situation. Cause I knew people would be like, Oh, he's just deflecting. It's been a shitty week. It's been a busy month, but you know what? Uh, I enjoy getting to hang out and talk with you guys. So get your super chats and get your humper chats in. We greatly appreciate it. We want to know what you guys want to hear us talk about as well. So go ahead and get those in. Uh, Matt Reichel says, Hey Sean and Jimmy, I've cut back on wrestling Twitter because the tribalism sending hugs to Sean. Have fun at the Bengals game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to Bengals game. Not on Fightful's dime. Uh, <laughs> I put out there. I said, "Hey, who wants to give me their Bengals tickets?" And a person that follows me on Twitter was like, "I'm going. Want to go with me?" I said, "Hell yeah, I want to go with you." So Do I'm you know them? With- I've talked to them before. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Don't worry. They're not gonna. They're not gonna kill me. We're good okay. to go.
1: I want okay. to make sure I don't hear a
0: story of Sean Ross laying in a bathroom stall. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that might happen anyway. It depends <laughs> on how hard I'm going to party, but I, I get to see him with the white helmets for the first time. Okay. Uh, Tony P says, Punk was a hot commodity uh, to get mm-hmm. events, cons, and other media. Uh, if they were able to afford him. Uh, so how much do you think the fight would affect his asking price or demand if he re- was released based on the a- investigation? So do you think that, if Tony or if a uh, punk was released, that it would affect his negotiating power elsewhere.
1: Uh, no, because I think that his options in terms of the money he would expect are WWE next to none.
0: D- yeah. WWE and new Japan. They may be new Japan for a big match. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Joseph Cray says, shout out wrestler or SRS wrestling new goat, which brand would you have Bray on? And when should he debut? Ooh. Um, it raw needs the bump right now, Jimmy. Holy crap, they need the bump with the numbers. Monday night football is killing them right now. They're hitting like 1.6s. Yeah. If the Monday night football wasn't there, I think they'd be well over two million every week.
1: Yeah, the only thing I can say about that is that the, the brand extension isn't as important now. I no. mean, they've got everybody is kind of going back and forth. They just had Sammy on Sammy on Raw and Braun's going to be on Raw next week. So it's not as important. They could have them on both theoretically.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that a lot more humper chats and super chats today. You love to see it, guys. Get them in. Uh, Tony says, "Thanks for the speedy response to my humper chats issue. You're cool people." Also, what booking drawbacks weaknesses do you felt like NXT Black and Gold suffered from when Triple H was in charge that you believe they could they could make their way onto the main roster? Man, that's a fantastic question. So, the biggest issue that I had with Triple H's NXT They wanted it to be counterculture a little too much to the point to where I'm like, turn the goddamn lights on in the venue. Show me that people are there. Like, if anything, that's the thing I like about NXT 2.0 the most. And it was something that I was starting to like about AEW. It was bright. It was lit. You could see that people were there. That's what I want. You don't have to do as many stupid crowd cuts if you can see the people reacting in the background. I'll give you guys a good example. Maven eliminating Undertaker. There were not the crowd reactions because you could see them jumping up and down backstage or in the background it was lit you relied on the facial reactions of those talent however a lot of times in nxt there were those two tropes the why am i so violent looking at your hands and being like oh no and after every pinfall it's like what no 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 I can tell you as a competitor, that's the last thing I would do if somebody kicked out of my pen. I would be like, how the hell do I get their shoulders back on the mat? Show frustration, show disbelief, but not like, oh my God, I can't believe they kicked out. What am I going to do now? I don't know. The same move again, if you thought it was that good. Ricochet is the king of that.
1: Ricochet does that maybe more than anybody else. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, okay. I I wouldn't, for Ricochet, it's a little bit different because he's doing like six flips (laughs) or something. And it's like, Damn, can I replicate that? <laughs> like that shit's hard to do. Shy uh, Town Spurs says if you can take one wrestler and put him on the Bengals O line, who are you taking? Um, I would probably say AJ Francis because I think he, I think he was just I think he was an offensive lineman. Yeah, he was an offensive tackle, I believe. Yeah, so it'd be him. Top. i was dollar. gonna
1: say if Brock was ten years younger and was willing to put in the work, Brock's well, the answer.
0: Not 10 years younger. It'd have to be 20 years younger because he didn't make a team 18 years ago.
1: Well, okay, but he had never played football. That's true. That guy was if, a wizard. He was a wizard. They, if he they went, wanted to put him in Europe.
0: If he went to NFL Europe, he probably would have made it. Oh, made yeah. It happen, he, he was just an elite-level athlete. Uh, Alex Diaz says, Guys, TV ratings question. The possibility of Rock Cena Cody, Orton on TV for Rumble Mania season? Do you think SmackDown can get a 3.0 range and Raw to 2.5? Well, I don't know about ratings. I can talk in the the terms of millions of viewers. I think it is possible if SmackDown gets loaded up with Rock, Cena, something like that, I think they could hit 3 million. Yes, I think it's possible.
1: Uh, SmackDown's debut on Fox, they hit 4, didn't they? Um, Let me see. I'll, think, I'll look it up. Yeah, I think their Fox debut, they hit 4, and that's
0: your answer. Okay. Um, Let me see. I'll take a look. But, I mean, that was you know that was a big 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 one I, I can't remember i don't remember them getting 4 i thought they got close to 4 for their debut on bing, fox bing, bing, bing. rock becky no it no. was 3 point it was 3.86 there so, you go so yeah they could but they have never hit 3 million since then no so, of course not no so yeah i could i they could definitely definitely do that and also <laughs> uh top dollar was a defensive tackle there you go there you go. Okay, um, go
1: ahead. So, I posted something on Twitter last week that got some attention, and so I would like oh your boy. opinion. I'd like your opinion on this, Sean. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I said that when you look at the acts in AEW that are getting the biggest reactions, MJF, the acclaimed John Moxley, acrobatic moves, flips, and dives are not what got them over, and it goes to show how important promos and character development mm-hmm. are in pro wrestling. Some people shit on me saying, well, the Young Bucks got over for their in ring. Darby Allen got over for his in ring. Jeff Hardy got over for his in ring. Those were three names that some people uh, kind of spit out, and they're completely inaccurate. So the Bucks had the Bullet Club. They had their t shirt business that really took off. They utilized the internet probably better than any wrestler uh, or pack of wrestlers coming into AEW. That got them over. Darby Allen, you think that the coffin drop got Darby Allen over? Uh uh-uh. uh. His look, the face paint, the skateboard, the entrance music got Darby Allen over. And you think Jeff Hardy got over for doing a swanton bomb? No, It helped. I think it helped. It helped, but you take away Jeff Hardy's look music presentation, you take away Darby Allen's face paint, skateboard, entrance music, he's not getting over for the coffin drop. It was the overall presentation that got those guys over. And this is why I have been critical about AEW needing to do more with character development and not just booking a bunch of banger, you know, matches because that's what gets over. And now you're seeing it with the acclaimed. Everybody says they're they're the second coming of uh, the New Age Outlaws in but terms think, of their organic I think rise. Great. Yeah, yeah. So that that's exactly you know where they need to go. Um, great athletes can do amazing things in the ring, but that's not enough. You need to have that character development. And when you look at Sami Zayn right now, the bloodline in Sami Zayn might be the hottest story in all of pro wrestling it's right so now. Good. It's it so is. Good and Sammy Zayn's not over cuz he's doing 450s. You know what I mean? That's not
0: why he's over. Oh, man. buddy, he's over for me doing that deadlift orange crush bomb from Monday. That was dope. <laughs> that was awesome.
1: But he's over because of the character develop the character aspects of his of of what he does and the comedic timing and the facials and the promos and that guy is so over organically. As soon as he gets in the ring, he gets a pop, you know, automatically like he's just so over organically. That t-shirt thing on SmackDown It was compelling, Sean, you know what I mean? And they sold the t-shirt out of it too. So it was, it was marketing brilliance too, but, uh, that's what you need to get over. Not just a bunch of great moves in the ring. You have to have the character development and now they're starting to see it in a W.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think that there are some instances where you do need that, where it does help. Um, I mean, I, I think a big part of young bucks getting over were them doing some flippy moves and things like that, that, tag teams weren't necessarily implementing, but then people began to love them as characters. And I think that's, that's very, very important. But uh, you know, sometimes you just got to shave those flips from your repertoire, Jimmy. (laughs) And if you want to make sure you're clean shaven, maybe you want to do, I don't know, some helicopters. (laughs) Maybe you want to do some high (laughs) spots. You got to make sure your low spot is taken care of with manscaped.com and the code fightful. Get free shipping and get a great deal on all their great products at manscaped.com. We're talking about ball toner. We're talking about crop reviver. We're talking about the lawnmower. We're talking about the the (laughs) nose and ear (laughs) hair trimmer. We're talking about all of it. Listen. They got that motor inside that that lawnmower 4.0 that would probably I'm, I'm run sorry. your helicopter. They,
1: they got the motor inside the lawnmower? Is that what you
0: just the said? La- the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, they got the motor inside the lawnmower <laughs> that would probably run that helicopter, but it'll keep you going. It'll keep you mobile, especially, listen, I know you're probably trying to bulk up for the winter. You're looking for those extra layers. Don't do it down there nobody wants that they nobody wants to pull your pants off and look like bob ross is doing a painting like come on do better than that manscape and the code fightful gets you an incredible deal an incredible deal leaving summer going into fall it is fresh ball fall my friends They got all all kinds of great stuff there. Uh, You can reduce foot odor with their products. You can use body wash with their product. Reduce the the risk of ingrown hairs and grooming accidents. Manscaped.com. Code Fightful.
1: That is the first Bob Ross pubes comparison I think I've ever heard. uh, Ever. And it's certainly the first one I've ever seen on
0: a podcast. So congratulations congratulations to manscape for the, the product <laughs> they just sold <laughs>
2: there guys
0: you go. uh we're, we're we got about 15 minutes left in the show get in your super chats get in your humper chats to get your question or statement right on the air also uh tune in tonight the post aew show as well uh you can go ahead and get your super chats and humper chats in there uh we've got ricardo saying i want to put over srs last year around this time i had to be hospitalized Didn't have many to reach out to. So I hit up Sean. He gave me some good advice. Thank you. You're the goat. Well, I appreciate it, Ricardo. And I'm hoping that you're doing a lot better. Uh, Always. It's great to hear from you. Kim gray says my son who's 11 is so excited about the possibility of Bray coming back. He's been on this white rabbit trail for a while since seeing the videos on YouTube might hear him screaming excitement all the way from Mississippi. I mean, if it's working with kids too, I mean, that's another big thing. Like, I don't think that anything WWE has done has compromised their, their child audience. They're putting on great wrestling matches. Okay. Who says kids don't like good wrestling matches?
1: Not just that. Don't, don't discredit how smart kids are, Sean. You know what I mean? My, my daughter is seven and she's already a wizard with like technology and stuff. Like kids pick stuff up so quick. They're all over stuff like the QR codes and all that. They love that stuff. Jimmy, what else you got? Um, so last year at Extreme Rules, and I had to go back and look this up because I forgot. Last year at Extreme Rules, there were virtually no stipulation matches at Extreme Rules except for Roman Reigns Finn Balor. And we know how that one ended up. Remember yeah. the finish of Roman Reigns uh Finn Balor? So Extreme Rules was just a shit show last year. Fast forward one year, and this year at Extreme Rules so far, there's gonna be a fight pit, a strap match, a ladder match, an I quit match, an extreme rules match what a massive difference a year makes uh and so we're 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 clearly seeing it creatively are we still are you still hearing about uh about it in terms of the locker room is there still that positive vibe yeah. uh now that there's been time to settle in yeah things are still yeah
0: i mean man it is such a stark contrast from eight months ago i remember when i was leaving st louis there were a lot of like hey, let's talk after this show type of thing. And there were there were wrestlers that were so pissed about the Royal Rumble and how it was booked and the, how the booking had went over the last month, month and a half. It was very, very bad. And now it is completely different. There are so many happy people. I'm going to have reports on Fightful Select about how and why people are happy about some of the new hires that came, into, to, came back to WWE, rather. And that's good to hear. I love hearing that. I remember around the time of the pandemic, Jimmy, I had to specifically reach out to talent to be like, hey, give me some positive news. I need something happy to report. There's a pandemic going on. Now it happens all the time. I'm hearing about good morale. I got, the, got word about them expanding their, their paid holidays for their employees, which is really, really great to hear. Like, There's a lot of positive news coming out of WWE right now.
1: Very good. So now I'm going to get you to put on your, your little prediction hat for a second, Sean, you know, your, your, your little fortune teller hat. I wanted to put that on for a second. Do you think Cody Rhodes wins the Royal rumble and goes on to face Roman reigns at WrestleMania for the, whatever they call it, an undisputed universal championship, or do you think that maybe Cody still wins the rumble, but they go with Roman reigns rock at
0: WrestleMania? What prediction hat? What do you think? They, they've kind of booked themselves into a tough spot. Um, they've booked themselves into a tough spot. I think it should be Cody. Unless somebody over the next three months comes along and it's like, oh my God, they're the next Brock. Then you got to go with Cody. But you also have to do Rock Roman. Um, I have long thought that the Rock should cost Roman the title. Because, again, head of the table, tribal chief of that family is just as important now. We see that. Uh, But I also think it it should be that title match. But I don't think you have Roman wrestle twice at Mania because you risk him getting hurt.
1: Can't do that, yeah. So let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. Obviously, Cody's got a a very strong fan base and, and kind of like a passionate fan base, right? So let's say Cody wins the Rumble and then Raw after the Rumble is always a big night. So let's say you've got Roman Cody, right? Yeah. And they're and and, and they're doing the face-off because Cody won the Royal Rumble. Well, then at some point, Rock's got to cost uh, Roman the title. Because I, I agree that Roman Rock should not be for, for the title. So he's got to yeah. cost him the title. Do you think that Cody's fan base, when they're all excited about the prospects of Cody Roman, would be disappointed because Cody would now be facing whoever the new champion is that Rock screws Roman over with? You know what I'm saying? Do you think yes. there would be disappointment that it's no longer Cody Roman? No,
0: not necessarily. I mean, I I do think the person who beats Roman should be somebody who can really benefit from it. And Cody could really benefit from it, like big time. Firmly entrench him as like a guy, top level, top notch. There's also the the idea that Maybe money in the bank could happen. Maybe it could be Seth that wins it too. And then Seth versus Cody to continue their feud. But again, again. And the thing is that was a banger matches, but like again.
1: Yeah. And Cody would have to win again.
0: Yeah. Cody would have to. Yeah. Uh, We've got some more super chats. Adam Weller says from the mini AEW broadcasters, who'd be your ideal three man booth for weekly TV? Uh, Taz, Shivani and Excalibur for me.
1: Excalibur is excellent. Yeah. Very underrated. He might be the best play-by-play guy in all yeah. of wrestling. Really underrated. He doesn't try to get himself over. When, when AEW first started, I hated that he wore the mask. Uh, and I still am not a fan of the fact that he wears the mask. Yeah. But he's not on TV most of the time. In, in terms of a play-by-play guy, Excalibur, I think, is very underrated. He's very good. Very
0: good. A775 says, If you heard any of the changes to the NXT layout when they go back live next week, do you expect any call ups after Halloween havoc? I do expect some call ups. Um, I don't. I haven't heard of any changes. I've heard there could be some cosmetic changes to a lot of WWE stuff. I mean, obviously the logo has changed, and um, I had heard they were going to lean less into like over the top characters and lean more into young wrestlers type of thing.
1: Kind of like how it was before,
0: sort of, but with with less indie stuff. Okay. Says, um,
1: sorry. I want. I want. I want to follow up. Have you heard anything about them wanting to kind of get them out of the PC? Get a different aesthetic?
0: No, no, no. That is like their own home shop, so to speak.
1: okay. okay so that's
0: that's their own thing. Jennifer says just a bump for all the awesome staff. It's been a rough uh, been rough for the you all the past several uh, with great highs and some serious targeted lows. <laughs> Brothers coming at you. Thanks for creating a great space of diversity and support. Much love. Well, I appreciate that, Jennifer. I always appreciate you. You always have really kind things to say. And uh, I'll say this: yes, uh, plenty of the criticism I got over that that tweet was absolutely warranted and merited. I should have watched the video first. Had I watched the video first, wouldn't have posted it at all. But I deleted it. Um, but it's still out there. It's still something that I said. And and I'll take that. But I will be engaging a lot less with uh people that are just trying to tear people down on Twitter. That's gonna happen a lot less now. That uh, makes just, me feel that that makes me feel warm and fuzzy here. Muted. Um I'm just not gonna give those people access to me. <laughs> Emily says, just curious, since the Saudi government can make requests for matches and who to feature, how much do they have a say in match outcomes? I don't think they really care about match outcomes. I've never heard about them caring about match outcomes. I agree. I, I agree. think they sometimes they just like the fantasy book <laughs> they get on there.
1: I can't see Vince when, when they were doing Saudi Arabia giving two shits about, about yeah. what they have to say about finishes. I do want to ask you this about Saudi, because I want to ask you something about NXT too, but Saudi, uh, there are rumors about Brock and Saudi Arabia. Have you heard anything about that?
0: I haven't yet, but I'm working okay. on it. But I'm working okay. on it. Corey okay. says, Thought- I heard TK doesn't have a set plan for ROH yet. Any thoughts? Well, there's really no need until they get TV. Um, then you get the thoughts. Uh, or I would at the dark tapings, bring the people down there and at universal and run an ROH taping there for an hour and see how it responds. Like see how people get it. I think ROH is a studio show could work just fine.
1: And I, this is on my list too. Cause I, I talked to you about this off the air. So Brian Alvarez from figure four weekly, he was the one that said that Tony Khan uh, had no plans for ring of honor when he acquired it. And he said that he essentially bought the assets cause he heard that WWE was interested. And I heard that and I thought, I see no problem with this. Like, is this supposed to be something that you're supposed to show on Tony Khan about? Because no, no. Cause I look at it like this. Number one, now you've got a video library for a future streaming service. That's number one. Number two, what did Vincent man do at WCW? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it is very similar except WCW is a, a more prized asset. Sure. Sure. But Vince did a shitty
1: job with WCW. And, and, you know, so if people are trying to shit on Tony Khan by saying, Oh, look at that. He bought the assets with no plan. He's got a video library to help him with a future streaming deal that otherwise your competitor would have just added to Peacock with everything else. I see no problem with it. Like if I was Tony Khan, I think I would have done the same thing. Whether, whether you had a, a business plan set up or not, I think I would have done the same thing.
0: Tom says, just go back from boxing training. Big love. I love boxing training. Hope you enjoyed it. Jeremy says, who would you have brave feud in his or face in his first feud back? Mine would be Seth. Hope they don't start him off with Roman. It's got to be somebody who can afford a loss, but I get the feeling it's going to be Drew because they always put Drew in that weird shit. Yeah, it's not going to be Roman. It's not going to be Roman. Carson says, Who do you think wins the women's rumble? Becky. I think Becky wins it again. Really? She can be ready to go. I think so. Yeah. I think she'll win and she'll be a baby face as far as Bray. Like I'm looking at, at drew cross, maybe even both of them.
1: You don't think that they're going to go the baby face route and maybe do like Baron Corbin or somebody.
0: Oh no, oh, no, no, that's a, that's a death feud. I mean, they might, they might. No. I don't know. I mean, all due respect to Baron Corbin. It's just the way yeah. they book him. Yeah. Lord Zypher says, how do you feel about Sammy being the one to beat Roman? The story is definitely there. I would love it. I don't. I see you shaking your head at this nope. point. Like I think it would be amazing. Not uh, gonna happen. Be, I'd be for it.
1: The 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 bloodline's gonna turn on him. Kevin Owens is gonna make the save, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are gonna beat the Usos for the tag team championship at WrestleMania.
0: I think Sammy should turn on them.
1: That would be different because it'd make like he kind of foresaw it. That'd he was me? using
0: them the whole time. That'd be different. That'd be right. And that would make them even more mad. Bake05 says, triple, A, triple threat. Rock, Roman, Cody. No. It's nah. got to be Rock, Roman. You got to have that poster. I agree. Of them. I agree. Those two guys. And the promos there where The Rock says, oh, don't worry, little bro. I'm still the the head of the table, but... I'll still give you the bit parts in my movies, et cetera, et cetera. There's some good promo shit.
1: You know, all the pictures that they've shown with uh, Roman and the Usos and now Solo, they've got all the pictures when they were kids, mm-hmm. you know, they got ones with rock too. Now rock is older yeah. than, uh, than, uh, Roman by, I don't know, 10, 15 years, Yeah. but they've got pictures of him younger with them as well. Plus you can have, you can have the wild Samoans out there. You can have rocks mom out there. They got so much that they can do storyline-wise. You don't need Cody Rhodes for that at all.
0: Ryan Martin says, with Triple H, surprising everyone and bringing back Candice LeRae. Are there any other surprises he's bringing in that you know about? I can see him bringing back Mia Uh, I'll have somewhat of an update on her on FightfulSelect.com this week, so go ahead and subscribe. Uh, $5 gets you exclusive news, usually twice a day, and an additional podcast as well. We got like 30 shows a month. Um, yeah, I think he's got some planned but I don't know exactly who they are. And Andrew, the giant says, who would you both book to beat Roman? Ideally he Cody means
1: for the title, right?
0: Yeah. Ideally Cody.
1: Cody's really the only one that could be right now. I, I do think that clash of the castle uh, that near fall on drew
0: um, yeah.
1: that would have been a good moment to, to maybe get drew over there. But uh, Cody's really the only one that they got unless they bring up Ron breaker. I
0: yeah. think ideally, or uh, by the way, guys right after this fightful com. We got the list goes on post-show. Joel Wood wraps this up, says, Have Sammy get conflicted when the bloodline bloodies Owens. Then he tries to fight back. They beat him down and tell Sammy to hit him, but Sammy turns. I, I love that idea. Uh, I love that. Or Sammy just outsmarting them. I think there are plenty of options there. Lots of options. To do with Sammy Zane sort of uh,
1: outsmarting them. And you know um, how I always I always like to use my wife as a gauge because she's a casual fan, right? Yeah. So I like to use her for gauge. When Sammy got that honorary Ouse T-shirt, and did you see him run over and did the hand thing with uh, Jimmy and he yeah. hugged Solo? My wife
0: lost her shit. It was when, great. When, yeah, it was fantastic. It, Sammy is excellent. He's excellent. it was amazing. Throwback wraps us up with one more humper chat and says with White Rabbit and hooded women fo- figure showing up at NXT, what other game changing debuts might happen soon? You see anything positive happening with the quarterly call coming up? Sean, if you come to Boston, I'll buy dinner. Congrats to our friend Drew. Well, I don't know if I'll be in Boston anytime soon, but I... The quarterly call will be one of the most interesting ones that have ever happened because... I, they'll be conducted normally the same because Vince is was almost never on them after the opening thoughts anyway. Yep. But they're going to have a lot more that we can like have about business changes. And we're going to have real questions from investors about like, okay, well, how will this adjust? How will that adjust as far as game changing debuts? I don't think game changing, but I think there will be some, but guys leave a thumbs up. We're gonna be back here for AEW tonight. I got a QA show on Fightful Select on Thursday before I head out to Cincinnati for the Bengals game. Got Cleveland for Jeremy's wedding this weekend. I'll be in Toronto for a couple wow, weeks. Wow, this guy. I'll be in Toronto in a couple weeks. Then we're right back to Cincinnati for AEW as well. So what I a hope, guy. I know. Just all over the place. Guys, I haven't left the province in three years. It sucks, man. Hate to hear it. It's a bummer. That's <laughs> a bummer. By the way, guys, uh, if you're wondering how to send Super Chats now, you click the metal icon there, and there's a drop-down that will, uh, will appear. They've made it a little more difficult. Don't know why. But until next time, guys, head over to Fightful Select. We're out.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding